0: Sing Second Sports is a Provision Advisors production. Our business is public relations, coaching, and strategy. If you are in the market for communication road mapping, media relations, social and digital branding, coaching and event preparation, or any other services that you think we can be of value, please reach out at (sighs) www.provisionadvisors.net.
1: Welcome aboard another great episode of the Sing Second Sports Podcast. I am John Schofield, the host. It is a two-man show, as it should be, the best two-man show that exists, myself and class of 99, graduate and overall amazing golfer and Daytona race enthusiast, Chris Cerbello. Um, We are, as we record this on, here we are, it's the end of August, uh, August 30th. Uh, Football season is right around the corner. So this is our first pod of the week. On Wednesday, we're going to bring you a great pod that features Coach Niamatololo and what he's looking forward to for the Marshall game. Uh, We'll also have uh, some guest pickers a la ESPN's College Game Day making their predictions for the Marshall game. And then if you are some of our loyal listeners out there and you're coming back in for a reunion or just to see the football game and we're going to talk, to Craig Washington of the U.S. Naval Academy Alumni Association here uh, right after this intro and he's going to tell you about what to expect for reunion season and why you should come back uh, to Annapolis. But if you do, please swing by Dry Five, um, one of our sponsors on Main Street in Annapolis between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. on Friday and the Sing Second Sports crew will be there to raise a glass to you and thank you for being our loyal listeners We'll even have some merch and some gear, which we're terribly excited about. Um, And if you're attending the game uh, and you did not listen to last week's podcast where Bill Gibbons and Matt Munley both stressed the importance of having masks on you. Because if you go anywhere indoors uh, during the football game, you have to have a mask. We just might have some Sing Second Sports masks available as we walk around and break bread with uh, our loyal fans on the blue side. So. With all of that preamble aside, Chris, I will throw it over to you. Thank you for being my, my numero dos, the, the Batman the my Robin. Give us a little bit about what you did this past weekend, what Daytona was like, and, uh, and then you know, what your observations were from a pretty su- successful soccer weekend at Glen Warner
0: very excited i uh, got a chance to go to uh the uh coke zero or coke sugar free whatever they call it 400 at uh, at daytona uh lo- lots of fun uh there uh, saw um y- you know a handful of uh of other naval academy grads uh, i did look for uh, Jesse uji i did not see him i was at the uh, the evening race, but was definitely looking for Jesse and others. So that, that was a lot of fun, but I really enjoyed throughout the weekend, John, as you alluded to, um, watching on the live stream, the men and women's soccer games, uh, j- just fantastic. It's become a bit of a, a family tradition that, uh, you know, when those games are on, we, uh, we throw them on the, on the big screen, you know, do our Apple airplay. I know that's a little weird for you, John, uh, you know, uh, with that technology, but, uh, Super it's fun frightening, to, yes. Super fun to watch uh, really good soccer by the, the men and the women. And uh, they're off to a great start and even followed the volleyball matches on, uh, on Twitter. So it was, even though it's not football season for us yet, uh, it was a big uh, Navy sports weekend at the Cervello House.
1: Yeah, I was happy to, um, to actually be there. I had a great conversation with Associate Athletic Director Eric Rudin. And our guest from last week, Bill Gibbons at the men's game, um, really enjoyed watching um, how athletic that team is. I watched the first half, got in the car, drove down to College Park and and got to see the second half of the uh, of the women's game against Maryland. And I'll tell you what, the women's team won 3-1. And when I got there in the second half, we had already we had fallen down one nil very early. Just tough getting out of the gates for the women. Uh, And they scored three unanswered goals. And the second half for me looked like Navy was playing a high school team. Um, And and that is paradigm shifting. And, you know, Stacy Michaud put out a uh, tweet to this effect. I talked to Rob Blank and Coach Cabrera after the game. And they were like, well, you know, so much for Ohio State looking past us this coming weekend. Um, this is a huge win against a really good big 10 team and a really good soccer program. And they made them look dumb. They made them look foolish. Um, And, and that's tough for me to say as a lifelong Maryland fan, but God, was it fun to watch Um, really, really, really good squad. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. They're going to be wreaking havoc on the Patriot league. Um, So to recap, uh, the women had a had an undefeated weekend. Um, they went up and, and beat Towson on Thursday night 1-0. Uh, then they turned around and went to College Park and won 3-1. Uh, for the men, uh, they tied UMBC on Thursday 2-2 and then beat Marist 1-0 on a Baba Kali uh, goal. He should have had a second one, and they could have had five over the course of the entire game. Marist was just You know, they were pretty heroic in the back. And then we'd be remiss if we didn't um, talk about, you know, the success of the volleyball team over the weekend, too. Binghamton and Cleveland State both fell uh, to our volleyballers 3-0 and 3-1, respectively, uh, turned around and beat Morgan State on Saturday and then really lost a tough one against Towson that went down to the wire. They lost 3-2. Um, we are looking forward. We, we failed to get them on in our first season, but we're definitely looking forward to featuring volleyball here in the second season of Sing Second Sports. So with that recap, I think that was a very successful weekend. We have a very big week coming up, including football. uh, But also the return of football means the return of reunions and things like that. So we're going to talk to Craig Washington of the Naval Academy Alumni Association right after this break. Stick with us. This is
0: Sing Second Sports. This week's episode of Sing Second Sports is brought to you by our sponsor, The Naptown Scoop. Local news with a personality. The Naptown Scoop is our go-to resource for events, music, and more. Follow The Naptown Scoop on Instagram at NaptownScoop. N A P T O W N s-c-o-o-p and subscribe to receive the scoop newsletter at www.naptownscoop.com thank you to the naptown scoop for being a fantastic supporter of the sing second sports podcast now back to the pod hey hey we are
1: back so happy to be joined uh on this episode by craig washington A great class of 1989, graduate, former director of special events, and now working for the Alumni Association, a return guest. You talked to us last year and this year as we talked to Matt Munley and Bill Gibbons last week about what to expect using digital tickets, what to expect mask or no mask in the stadium, what to expect with all of those things that come with going to the football game as we kick off the season here at the end of this week. Another thing coming back to normalcy is the whole reunion thing. And so the Alumni Association obviously plays a very large role in this. So Craig has been so uh, generous to, to give us some of his time to talk about reunions. Craig, number one, how are things going? Thank you for joining the podcast. Catch us up with what's going on at the Alumni Association.
2: Thanks, John. And uh, Chris, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, we're, we're ready for a full football season. We have... Twenty-two reunions in 21, so it's we've uh, we've got a lot of carryover reunions that uh, couldn't couldn't be accomplished last year, um, and the big ones like the 50th, the 40th, the 30th, those that didn't didn't occur last fall have shifted to this fall. So we are we are packed with reunion activity. Um, there's even going to be reunions occurring in Annapolis while we're away, while we're away in Houston, and while we're away in. Uh, Notre Dame, there'll be reunion activity in Annapolis. So, yeah, we start off September fourth with four reunions, big ones too—a thirtieth, a fortieth, a a fiftieth, and then a fifty-fifth. So, um, it's going to look like, well, there's going to be big crowds, right? So, there's the traditional uh, tailgate areas. The older classes tend to go to like the N Star and the N Star Suite underneath the Blue Side, and then you'll have the a a big one up by uh, behind the fifty-three Pavilion area. And then you'll have uh, big ones down by Navy Fest as you're coming in down, you know, down the hill by Blue Angels. So um, there'll be uh, those those 40, 30, 40 and 50s. They typically get up there and pushing a thousand people at each one of those reunions. So there's going to be some good activity there.
1: So getting these touch points with the alumni is a critical part of, of the success of your mission, you know, a critical part of what you do. How much has the last 18 to 20 months really impacted your ability to kind of keep the alumni read in on what they're doing? So many of them look at it's fresh for me to say, maybe Chris should chime in, but I would assume so many of them look at football season and reunions. As really a critical part of them staying up to date with what's going on at their alma mater and, and being able to enjoy in the revelry of it all. How would you characterize the last 18 to 20 months of COVID as impacting your mission?
2: Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, you know, the, the our, 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 you know, alumni that are our age, you know, those that are in the classes of 70s, 80s, probably 90s, they read Shipmates, they read Wavetops, they read our email. Um, but the younger ones from 2000, you know, 2010, they typically don't read email. So, um, this it's just you know, it's just the way of life that the younger ones just they want a, they want 158 characters and a text message and an embedded 30 minute video, you know, something like that 30 second video. Um, so getting the word to the to the alumni on what's going on at the academy has been more difficult for sure in this COVID environment. We've done a lot of uh webinars and town halls, um, but still, you know you're not reaching the same type of population you would if you, were, you got them back in Annapolis and you, you had them in Mahan or in uh, the Alumni Hall and, and you were talking to them about, you know, what's going on. Um, despite that, though, you know, we, we've been working on a campaign for the last seven years or so, six years. We extended it a year during COVID. But uh, back in 2010, the Naval Academy came up with their strategic plan in 2020 that said, by 2020, I need to have a cyber center. I need to have a cyber curriculum. I need to have a center of academic excellence. You know, I want to modify some of the sports facilities and things like that. So, they, the alumni association m- matches up with them and says, "We will, uh, we will go raise funds based on your strategic priorities." So, the Naval Academies, you know, you know, the estimate of what they needed to to be successful was four hundred million, and uh, we raised five hundred and forty one million, and a lot of that was right in the middle of COVID. Um, we actually had you know, in the, in the last campaign that occurred back in, you know, uh, the, the late 2000s, um, about 28,000 28, or so donors uh, gave to that campaign. We had 38,000 donors at this campaign. So uh, through lots of different types of uh, communications and wavetops and shipmates. And we, we did, I think we did a better job of telling the story of what the Naval Academy needed to, to get them in a position to be, excellent you know and and that's what we try to provide is that margin of excellence the government funds the school to you know 92 percent of its requirement, um but it would look like a state school if it lived off of its you know federal funding we provide that extra uh, cash influx to the tune of 30 to 35 million a year that pays for the best teachers that you can get in the country and the upgraded facilities and um those you know, there's extra tutoring in the center of academic excellence. You know, 10,000 kids go through the, for extra tutoring. And the kids that are going through there have A averages. Like, it's not just the ones like me with the, with the barely C averages. The A average kids are going in there to make sure that they keep their A, you know? So um, the, the, that's what we're trying to do is, I mean, that was the goal of the campaign was to try to, 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 to raise funds, to keep the school excellent, just keep it, you know, keep it running well. And um, I think we did a pretty good job. So this year, the focus will be saying thank you and, uh, and, and, and telling the stories of where that money went and how it helped the Naval Academy accomplish the mission. And, uh, and that's, so that's what we talk about a lot this year when we're on the road.
1: So speaking of being on the road, you know, coming back are not only um, not only reunions in Annapolis and home games at Navy Marine Corps Stadium, but also the road games where you, know, you, you get those critical touch points with kind of the diaspora of alumni. Um, and these are good road games and good markets, right? You know, you've got Houston, you've got Memphis, Tulsa, eh, not so much, but Notre Dame, which always has a really big Chicago element. I remember that was my best road trip when I was the PAO. And then a roadie at Temple, um, you know, which is obviously a, a pretty important touch point in that Army Navy isn't going to be there this year. It's going to be up in New York City. So walk us through how the road games are going to go.
2: First of all, I have to ask what diaspora means because Chris and I are laughing because neither one of us know what that is. I mean, that's this is Villanova acumen
1: up in here. I mean, I'm I'm just trying oh. to use a 10-point word to execute a five-point, you know, sentence. Yeah. You know? So that's one of those
2: that's one of those SAT words that I skipped. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I don't even um,
1: know if I used it in the right context, but at least I faked it until so i made it
2: well well uh let's so away games so the first away game is houston on september 24th and that's going to look like a traditional away game friday night chapter event at the taste of texas restaurant. um there was a family there uh, the hindi family uh uh the son ed uh, jr was a class of 99 killed in a skiing accident and uh He's a, he was terrific young man and the family has this fantastic restaurant. So we're going to that restaurant Friday night. And then Saturday, the tailgate will be a traditional tailgate right there on campus walls of the tent up so that it can be an open air environment so that uh, um, we can stay healthy and, and safe there. So Houston is going to look good. Uh, Memphis and Tulsa are a little awkward because Memphis is on a Thursday night and it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's at a pr- kind of a, a commercial stadium, so it's kind of hard to to set something up there and not, you know, spend a ton of money. So we're going to actually go to uh, one of Chet's favorite, the Rendezvous uh, Barbecue Restaurant in downtown Houston. It is uh, the John Virgos, the owner of it. He's Charlie Virgos' son, uh, the the founder of of the restaurant. He loves Navy, and he has this huge banquet facility upstairs. So we're going to do our pregame tailgates. Uh, chapter events in in Charlie in the Virgos restaurant there in the afternoon, and then we'll bus over to the stadium for the game. Um, then everybody will nap by the third quarter after eating a big belly full of of a of, uh, barbecue. Um, Tulsa is a Friday night game. Um, we're going to do our best to do a Thursday night chapter event and a Friday uh, day tailgate. But whenever you have those um, those kind of weekday games, it does make it more difficult for people to travel in from from out of state. Like. Typically, even when we go to Oklahoma or go to Tulsa, you got a lot of people that will come, you know, 150, 200 miles. They're used to driving those long distances and they'll come to those events. But but being on a Friday makes a, a little bit more challenging. Um, Notre Dame will be large. Uh, 600 mids are traveling. 620 mids are traveling up to that game. And um, that means their families will attend and we will probably have, you know, good 1500 plus tailgate at notre dame like we've traditionally had um that's we're excited about that hopefully the weather is not you know 30 degrees and sideways rain which it can be by that time of the year in in south bend um the temple game is actually a little awkward because it's the saturday of thanksgiving and so no mids will travel to that game and when uh because they'll be on leave they'll be on thanksgiving leave so when you when you don't have mids, you don't have parents. And, and so you, you'll end up being a, maybe a little bit smaller of a crowd than you normally typically would have been. So um, but we're going to get after it and we're going to be safe and we're going to do the best we can to, to meet with our alumni when we're on the road.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, we're we're anxiously awaiting, um, you yeah, know, the, the reunion season, the football season. Yeah. Here we go. Week one, the great class of 71 and friend of the pod, Mike Hekramovich's class coming in. And then I know, as an honorary member of the class of '96, I am very much looking forward to uh, the game on September 11th and everything that's happening for Air Force. Uh, so, as we go out, Craig, you know, if, if you had if you had one thing to say to alumni considering coming back for a home football game this season, yeah, you know, as a, as the representative of the alumni association, what would you tell them?
2: You know, just come back and 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 see what's going on at the Naval Academy. Look at the changes. Um, try to get a quick quick tour, walk around a little bit, look at the cyber uh, center, um, look at the Terwilliger Center and the the athletic department has done up there. Um, Look at some of the modernization that has happened on campus. It's it's fantastic. Uh, The school is in really good shape. Uh, The people, the midshipmen, the officers that we're producing out of there, the midshipmen are fantastic. They're smarter than we ever were. Chris and I would never get into that school, I can tell you that right now. They're, they're so smart and, uh, and they're coming out of there uh, ready to go do their job in forgotten country. So um, yeah, just come back and and dial in, listen to the soup, listen to the dots, see what's going on and, um, and be proud of your school. I guess that's what I would say.
1: You make it very easy to be proud of it, even from this non-graduate here. So Craig Washington, thank you so much for, uh, for joining the podcast. We look forward to reunion season. Hopefully we can have you back on as we get closer to the end of the football season and talk about what we're doing for Army, Navy and everything else. And hopefully a big bowl game at a, at a warm weather location. So Craig, thank you so much. And uh, we're
2: looking forward to having you back in the future. Thanks a lot. You guys have a great day.
1: All right, you too, Craig. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Craig Washington of the U.S. Naval Academy Alumni Association. Uh, we are going to go to break. And when Chris and I come back, we're going to talk to Ryan Snedden uh the founder creator of the naptown scoop another great resource for people to get news about annapolis stick with us we'll be right back
0: this week's episode of sing second sports is brought to you by our sponsors at red red wine bar and dry 85 in downtown annapolis coming to town for a football game is it your class reunion or just looking for a place to chill on a friday or saturday night Red Red Wine Bar and Dry 85 are staples in the Annapolis Main Street scene. Whether you're in the mood for a good Cabernet at the wine bar or an old-fashioned and a Dry 85 burger, both locations will take care of you. Special thank you to Brian and Lisa Bolter, the owners of both establishments, for being fantastic supporters of the Sing Second Sports podcast. Now back to the pod. All right, thanks for sticking with
1: the Sing Second Sports Podcast. We are back, and we're really happy to be uh, joined by our next guest, Peter Lengel. Um, As we all know, this coming weekend, uh, September 4th, the game against Marshall um, has connections, both at Marshall and the Naval Academy, and that connection is the great Jack Langle, and we're going to honor his legacy uh, during the Marshall game, which is just going to be an amazing event. Um, and so, Peter, not only is it special for you from the standpoint of, of who Jack Lengel uh, was and is, but for you, you're, you're also a 1984 graduate, so it's a little bit of a coming home after, after 18 to 20 months of, of COVID shutting things down. Number one, thank you so much for joining the podcast. And number two, what, what can you tell you know, us and our listeners about what this weekend means to you and your dad?
3: A great pleasure to join you, and, and, and thanks for uh, for reaching out. Just a gentle reminder: I'm not the only grad. My, my brother is uh, uh, a 1980 grad of the Naval Academy as well, and uh, is fortunate enough to live in Annapolis these days. But uh, yeah, it's obviously this is a this is a wonderful uh, weekend for the family. Um, it's a, a homecoming of sorts, um, as a, as I mentioned. My brother uh, went to the Naval Academy for four years. I went to his. Uh, uh, June week, his graduation. And then about a month later, I was there for my plebe summer. So uh, it went in a string. And then as soon as I graduated um, in 1984, I think it was just a few years later, um, just a handful of years later that uh, my father went to the Naval Academy. So it was, uh, it, it, things are coming full circle. Now, what did it mean to
1: you when, when your father had arrived? It's a much-documented event in his life at Marshall and, and portrayed by Matthew McConaughey in the, in the Marshall movie. What did that mean to you?
3: Um, I was on deployment. Uh, we were. I remember distinctly because we were flying in, um, out of uh, Lodges Azores on an anti-submarine mission. And um, back in those days, we got our messages, our encrypted messages via teletype so that we could be uh, radio silent um, while we were conducting our missions. And over the teletype uh, came the, the Navy news announcement that, uh, that my father had uh, accepted the position as, uh, as athletic director at the Naval Academy. So um, I had to buy the beers that night. I'm
1: sure. The very foundation of this podcast is to talk about and highlight the importance of the physical mission. And, and Jack Lingle played such a huge role in advancing the importance of the physical mission at the Naval Academy, for for you, um, walk us through. You know, did you did you play uh, sports? Were you intramurals? And and what did the physical mission teach you? Um, you know, what did it give you in terms of the lessons you needed to be successful both in the fleet and once you got out?
3: Well, I think you know that was that's part of the larger lessons of of my father's um, life story, actually. Um, he, You may recall or, or know that he was, he lettered in multiple sports. Um, so basketball, football, baseball, lacrosse, uh, uh, diving, uh, et cetera. So, and, and coached many uh, sports. Um, so it was, that's the way we grew up. We grew up going to, you know, uh, after school, going to, going to the football practices and, and those sorts of things. Grew up on the campuses. Um, you know, uh, mixing and mingling with, uh, with the other coaches and their kids. Um, so it was always part of our lives. Going to the Naval Academy, I think that was part of the attraction, um, you know, a continuance of, of our lives growing up. And I, you know, my, both my brother and I and my sister, we all played uh, sports. I played 10 years of football, uh, wrestled, played, played, foot, uh, played uh, baseball as well. Um, so it was, you know, we were an active family. Um, my father uh, saw going to the Naval Academy as a chance to, you know, continue that purest approach to collegiate athletics, which was, you know, you get, you get an education um, uh, in part because of your athletic uh, skills. Um, but uh, my father was a first generation you know, uh, immigrant. His parents came over from Hungary and going to college was, um, you know, was a privilege and, uh, that is part of, you know, the message of, of why he went to Marshall in the first place was, you know, to give back to the community, give back to the football community, uh, give back to the collegiate community that uh, that gave him an education uh, that he otherwise wouldn't have had. Uh, the same thing if, you know, at the Naval Academy is to continue that purist approach, and um, you know, we'll just uh, we'll see how things unfold with the new uh, rulings from the NCAA, et cetera, but. Uh, you know, there's something to be said for the student athlete.
1: Well, we believe in that for sure. And, and I was lucky enough to overlap uh, with Jack Langle as, as I arrived as a lieutenant teaching in Loose Hall in 2000. Um, oh. It was his last year as, as the athletic director. And so I kind of felt like I, I had an intersection with history there. But in, in the 20 plus years since then, here the Naval Academy sits, number three in in. Ah, uh, Division One with the number of sports in 33, trailing only Stanford and Ohio State. Something that the the Soups and and Chet have been very happy, um, you know, to to talk about, um, you know. And so, a, a lot of where we stand today with the successful football program and beating Army so many years in a row uh, in the Army Navy game is credit to what Jack Lengel started. Um, So as we go out, you know, when, when you're standing out there on Saturday with him and your family and, and, and the entire Lengel family, you know, what will his legacy, what do you want the listeners to know um, about his legacy? What should they remember about him?
3: I I think that anyone who knows my father will, um, will know that he um, has always been first and foremost um, a sportsman and a coach um, and beyond that, a mentor. Uh, give you an example, you, just uh, two weeks, I guess a week or two weeks after his teams uh, from Worcester, Ohio, uh, where he coached immediately prior to, to Marshall host every year of, um, a Lengel Years reunion. Um, and I hope to be able to uh, take some time off and drive my folks up for that uh, COVID you know, pandemic uh, conditions permitting. What folks remember him for is, is you know off the field, is how he has supported their lives and, and, and coached and mentored them through the challenges that everyone faces as you go through life. And I think that that's, you know, uh, athletics has always been for my father and our family has always been uh, a means to an end. It's been a springboard for how to, how to play at life. And I think that's uh, again, first and foremost, what, what, what his players and what his associates and, and, colleagues in the business uh, will remember for uh, him for.
1: Well, I'm going to give you the last word on that because that was absolutely perfectly said and represents everything that we're trying to get across um, about the importance of the Naval Academy and the importance of the physical mission. So um, Pete, thank you so much on behalf of us to you. Congratulations to you, your father, your family, um, and we can't wait to watch um, a, a true legend be honored um, during the Marshall game on Saturday, September 4th. and. Hopefully we see you running around. If uh, you see a bunch of guys wearing Second sports gear, we'd love to uh, say hello and congratulate you in person.
3: Good. We look forward to it. You all take care and keep doing what you're doing.
1: we Will do. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Class of 84 graduate Pete Lengel, uh, son of Jack Lengel, coming back to town on September 4th for the Marshall game uh, in order for, uh, for Jack to be honored. Uh, we are going to go to break, and when we come back, we are going to talk to uh, the founder, the creator, of the Naptown Scoop, one of our faithful supporters and sponsors, Ryan Snedden. So we're going to go to break. Stick with us. This is Sing Second Sports. All right. Hey, we are back. Awesome conversation with Pete Langle. I'm so excited for him and Jack and the family uh, for this coming weekend. We're so happy to be joined now uh, by one of our sponsors, one of the friends of the pod, uh, and and personally, one of my friends who I think is doing great things uh, to get the word out about what's happening in my favorite town, which is Annapolis, Maryland, Ryan Sneddon, the creator and manager and and do-it-all expert of the Naptown Scoop. Uh, Ryan, number one, thanks for joining the podcast. And number two, walk us through, walk the listeners through a great many of which are, you know, local Anapolitans, what the Naptown Scoop is, how they can get it, and what the awesome
4: information is that resides with them. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Second, I do have to correct you. I'm not the do-it-all. We do have uh, one person that does sales for us, so I can't take all the credit for actually being able to pay the bills. Uh, I just Put the right people in place to do that and they make it happen. But the Naptown Scoop is mainly an email newsletter. We send it out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we just tell people what's happening in Annapolis. Talking about today's, because we're filming this or recording this Monday, we're talking about a cool electric vehicle event you can go to tonight and try out some Harley Davidson e-bikes. And there's going to be a bunch of other uh, electric vehicle owners there that'll let you, some of them I've heard will let you drive their cars. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then something that's really popular we do is we talk about live music, we talk about sports, Baltimore sports, D.C. sports, and uh, Navy sports, just scores, nothing too earth-shattering on the news front, unless it really is earth-shattering. Like we talked about the Cameron Kinley incident and then resolving and then more disappointment and whatever, however that gets resolved, we'll talk about that as well. But it's definitely not a pure sports newsletter. We have some sports in there. We leave the uh the real talk to you guys over here but it just tells people what's going on in the city how to live there how to have fun in annapolis and a lot of people think annapolis is kind of a sleepy little town but there's actually a lot going on And so that's what we do is try and tell you about that stuff and keep you up to date on you know the boring political news as well at least i find it a little bit boring but we have to have it
1: personally for me and and i was turned on to the natsgown
4: scoop by my wife who was a very
1: loyal reader um, and, and thought it was amazing the very second that she, um, that she started reading it. Um, but I, I find it to be such a great compliment and such a relevant um, source for where we're going um, in the news cycle as a society, you know, that as much as I love the Annapolis Capitol Gazette and, and Bill Wagner you know, knows how much I... I love to talk about how great the Gazette is and how much they need to get supported. I think I'm one of like five to six people who still gets the paper, like the actual paper copy of the Capitol Gazette. I'd love reading it. Um, but, you know, as we go to a more online news aggregation dynamic and paradigm in the world, you know, I, you, you've got amazing access to politicians. Sarah Elfrith was at your, a one-year anniversary celebration on Friday night, which I was very happy to be at, and was super duper fun. Um, you've got political figures behind it. You've got other members of the media behind it. You've got movers and shakers in Annapolis behind it. Five to ten years from now, is it all electronic NapTown scoops or Palm Coast scoops or you know Ann Arbor, Michigan scoop? Is that is, do you see that being the trend that you know will
4: be prevalent going forward? I think that's the way everything's going. You know, it's used to be you needed a couple hundred thousand dollars, millions of dollars, a bunch of employees to have a newspaper. Now you can just have an email newsletter and send it out. I send to 7,000 people for, uh, I think I pay $120 a month for MailChimp. That's incredibly accessible. You used to have to be, I don't even know how you got a TV show, but you used to have to work really hard and get a TV show to go cover live events. I can go throw up instagram stories that a couple thousand people watch and that doesn't cost anything actually people in the old position of power that worked really hard to get there i think that's unfortunate and i think they're probably rightfully sitting scared but everything's just so accessible now that it's not easy because nothing's easy but relatively easy to get a voice and and have a platform
1: now before i take us out i'm i i you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about you know w- what your exposure is to to great Annapolis area and DMV area sports. You uh, you attended University of South Carolina, but you went to Dematha High School, right? I did. So you're a Stag. Shout out to Matt Munley and his own Stag current uh, and current midshipman fourth class uh, uh, Brendan Munley. but. You know, uh, looking back at the DeMatha rosters, like you were in school with Markel Fultz, um, like a bunch of really, really good athletes, particularly on the football side. What was it like? You know, you're from the Eastern Shore, but you're you know, you you went to DeMatha and and that is very well known as as a great sports hub in the DMV. What, What do you remember from those teams on the
4: basketball and football side while you were there? This is going to sound super arrogant and totally your uh, normal DeMatha answer. I don't remember going to any games that I didn't play in. I played ice hockey. I don't remember any games we didn't win. I'm sure that we did. I did go to games we didn't win, but it was very common to, to win and to win championships. I saw soccer championships, football championships, basketball championships. Never was able to capture my own hockey championship, but we got close. Uh, It was just really cool to go in and expect excellence and to be able to deliver it yourself most of the time and see other people delivering it. It's a crazy school. My favorite story actually didn't even happen at DeMatha. I was in Singapore, which is 12,000 miles away from DeMatha. And I'm riding up an elevator in my hotel wearing a DeMatha workout shirt, just coming in from a run. And a guy gets in the elevator. I forget what floor it was, but he goes, oh, did you go to DeMatha? I said, yeah. He goes, what year did you graduate? I told him 2015. And he told me sometime, I think in the early nineties. And I just, I don't know many schools where that would happen. We talked the whole rest of the elevator ride and then we went our merry way. Um, now these days I'm a little bit better at, I think I'm better at talking to people. I probably would ask for his phone number or email and we would have stayed in touch somehow, but it's just that kind of relationships you build at the school. Even if you've never met somebody, it's just an instant bond.
1: Hey, as we go out, Ryan, how can our listeners out there subscribe to the Naptown Scoop, get the scoop? And by the way, for our listeners, this is, a, this is an audio medium, but, but uh, Ryan has utterly awesome gear, you know, like don't give up the scoop, um, you know, shirts and things like that. How can people support your effort to get the word out to Annapolitans and beyond? How can they subscribe to get the newsletter and,
4: you know, take us out with that? Best way to get the newsletter is just go to naptownscoop.com. You can sign up right on there. It's actually the only thing you can do from the website. Once you sign up, then you can find the other parts of the website, like the older issues. And that's the best thing I'd recommend. If you don't like getting emails, you can read a quick... The the newsletters are quick anyway, but if you don't like that, if you don't want to read something for five minutes, you can go follow us on Twitter. We tweet out a summary of the newsletter every day. You can probably read that in two minutes. Uh, We can't make it too much shorter than that. And then I'd also recommend following us on Instagram at Scoop because it's a whole lot of fun there. We post beautiful pictures of what's going on around town, fun pictures from events that we've hosted. And we go to stuff like Navy football games, going to our first one this weekend, and we put up Instagram stories. And those are, I think they're, they're a whole lot of fun to make, and I hope they're a whole lot of fun to watch.
0: Hey, John, before you close us out, um, you know, there's probably a lot of our listeners saying, hey, I don't live in the Annapolis area. I mean, even living in Florida, whenever I go into uh, Annapolis and things have changed, whether it's bars, restaurants or whatever, I check out the scoop uh, just to, you know, look at some of their features. In addition to the daily news and scores, um, the features on, uh, you know, restaurants and places to go and do in Annapolis is really helpful, even if you're not a, a, a local resident.
4: Thanks, Chris. Yeah. If you're ever coming into town, out of town, go to naptownscoop.com journal and you'll find all those features and restaurant reviews, places we think would be fun to go. That, that's a great resource for out-of-towners. The newsletter is mostly built for the uh, people that live here, but if you're out of town, we care about you too.
1: Love it. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for what you do to keep people informed. Thank you for being a, a loyal listener and sponsor of the Sync Second Sports Podcast um we're looking forward to seeing you cover the game on uh, on saturday and you know who knows maybe we'll mess around and end up on your instagram page it's time for me to go on that
4: cleanse diet well i'll see you at the happy hour you're hosting on friday so you'll definitely end up on the instagram page then
1: oh perfect see look at you're you're doing you're doing sponsors work already pubbing our happy hour ryan thank you so much um creator mastermind of the naptown scoop Uh, Ryan Sneddon, um, thank you for joining us. We're going to go to break and when we come back, Chris and I will take this baby out.
4: Thanks, John. Thanks, Chris.
0: You're listening to Sing Second Sports with John Schofield, Ward Carroll, and special guest Bill Wagner of the Annapolis Capitol. If you like what you hear, hit like below and share with your classmates and friends. Let us know how we're doing. Hit us up on Twitter at Second. That's at We Sing Second. Now back to the pod.
1: All right, we are back, uh, Chris. I, I I don't want to speak for you, but I thought that was an incredibly good episode. Craig Washington with an awesome roll-up of what the Alumni Association has been doing, and obviously they've been doing very well, and what they're planning on uh, for this coming football season as we. You know get these touch points back with the alumni um a really huge part of keeping everyone connected not only to the physical mission but to the naval academy writ large um i'm like i said i'm so happy and excited for the uh langle family and and i thought what pete said was was spot on for why we started this and then finally getting to hear from ryan um about getting the word out to whether you're an Anapolitan or not, um, the, the Naptown Scoop is a great resource um, for your reading pleasure. You can read it while you listen to this podcast. We're taking care of all of your, uh, all of your information gathering uh, you know, capabilities at once. So um, as we go out, my last take before I throw it over to you, Chris, I, I saw as we were recording, the depth chart came out for the football game on Saturday against Marshall. No real surprises in there, um, you know. I wish Wags were here to, you know, to to shout about the frustration of it all. But Niemot is not going to show his cards to Marshall. Um, and on the depth chart at quarterback, Ty Labatay and uh, Xavier Arline are listed both in bold. Uh, so there has not been a decision about um, about who will be the starting quarterback on Saturday. I suspect that we'll go right up to the wire on that. So pretty interesting. Um, I, you know, there, there are zooms all week. We'll try to call in and give you as many uh, updates as possible. Follow Wags um, on his Twitter page; he's always got the uh, latest and greatest from there too. Chris, for you on the horizon,
0: I'm looking forward to talking to uh, to Coach Niemot on, on uh, our next pod. We talked to him at the end of the year. He gave us kind of you know the outlook of of where he was going headed into the summer and talked a little bit about spring ball. I mean we we've heard from a number of people just how much work they've put in so I can't wait uh, to hear from the coach. Um I can't wait to you know get to Annapolis on uh, on Thursday and meet some fans when we do our happy hour on Friday and then you know Saturday's game day. So what a cool week uh, we have uh, coming up, John. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um I'm really excited about the guest pickers um
1: on uh on our next pod, uh, which will be out Thursday. Uh, I won't reveal too much, but a couple of former guests uh, will be joining us as our guest pickers. So again, this is our first pod of the week. We'll, uh, we'll always do a Monday pod uh, going forward here during football season. It will be our way of wrapping up the game and the weekend that was for Navy, Naval Academy Athletics. And then our Thursday pod will be kind of a pregame for the weekend ahead for the football game ahead. Um, and if there is a football game ahead on that uh, on that Thursday pod, we will have guest pickers. So if you are an alumnus or just a supporter of the podcast and you want to be considered as one of our guest pickers, contact us. Hit us up on Twitter. DM us. Uh, I can't. I'm going to try to say this without sounding ridiculous. The kids say slide into our DMs, right?
0: Lied into our DMs, indeed. <laughs>
1: Eek. uh, yeah. I, it makes I me a little dirty.
0: uncomfortable. It's-
1: yeah, God, I, I, I am definitely, My eighteen, my seventeen-year-old probably would have punched me in the face if he heard me just now. So, um, so yeah, please reach out to us if you want to be a guest picker. If you're in town on Friday, please visit us uh, at the Dry Eighty Five happy hour from three to five p.m. If you don't know where Dry Eighty Five is, pull start your Google machine and put Dry Eighty Five into the Google search box. For Chris Travello, Ward Carroll in absentia, Bill Wagner in absentia, and myself, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you on the Thursday pod. This is Think Second Sports. Go Navy, beat Marshall. We are out.
0: The thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own and don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association, the United States Naval Academy, or any organization for that matter. Play-by-play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show, and from time to time, will be part of podcast segments.